guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So when we last left off yesterday, you had Joshua and Caleb who were just like, guys, this land, this promised land is so amazing. But you've got the other individuals, those 10 individuals. You go to chapter 14 and you look at verses 2 through 5. Here's where this gets crazy. The children of Israel murmured, all the children of Israel murmured, except for Joshua and Caleb, against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God that we had died in this wilderness. You've seen this over and over again. The children of Israel have the propensity, as soon as they see difficult things, they panic. Like I said, it's a good thing we don't do that, right? Wherefore, hath the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? And they said to one another, let us make a captain. Let us return to Egypt. And then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And this is where, like I said last time, where Caleb and Joshua are just like, guys, this land, it is awesome. The the fruit is amazing. This is the promised land. This is where the Lord wants us to go. And the rest of them are freaking out because there's giants in there and we're grasshoppers in our own sight and, and those walls. And so they're looking at all the negative while Joshua and Caleb are trying to see the positive. Well, you go to verse number 10, which is kind of where we left off yesterday. It says, all the congregation bade stone them with stones. Here you've got two guys giving a positive, happy, good thing. And you got people coming after them. Like I said, it's a good thing we don't struggle with that today. This is so reminiscent of our day. It says, the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And then you have got one of the scariest phrases in the Old Testament. Verse 11, the Lord said unto Moses, how long will this people provoke me? Now, provoking, provocation means action or speech that makes someone annoyed or angry. So you don't want to do that. So it's like this. You've basically got the children of Israel here, excluding Joshua and Caleb. And then you've got the Lord Jehovah over here. This is where it seems like do not provoke the bull. All right, don't do that. You go down to verses 23 and 24. Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoked me see this. But my servant Caleb, also Joshua as well, because he had another spirit with him. I love that, to be able to have that different spirit than everybody else. And he hath followed me fully. Him will I bring into the land whereunto he went, and his seed shall possess it. And then you go down to verse 27. How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as ye have spoken in mine ears, so will I do unto you. Okay, that's where the Lord's like, all right, you want to die in this wilderness? Let's do this. That's where you see the phrase, ask and ye shall receive here is kind of a scary. They're like, we want to die. And the Lord's like, you got it. So for a second, I want to back out. And I want to head over to Hebrews. And we believe this is the Apostle Paul who is speaking here, where Paul is teaching the New Testament saints. And he refers back to this incident in Numbers chapter 14. This is Hebrews chapter 3, verses 8 through 19. And I'm just going to hop through here. Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the day 
of temptation in the wilderness. Now, as I'm doing this, I want you to look for words or phrases that you see here that could be very easily applied to 2022, where doubt and fear are absolutely rampant. You go to verse number 10, wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath that they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief or departing from the living God. It is one thing to have those unbeliefs, but an evil heart of unbelief, that is different. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through to the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast until the end, while it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. Paul is saying, look, you stay confident. You stay steadfast. Do not start falling back into things. Don't let fear and doubt start to plague you. For some, this is back to verse 16 in Hebrews 3, for some, when they had heard, did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? We're going to come back to that. But to whom swear he that they should not enter his rest, but to them that believe not? So we see that they could not enter him because of unbelief. And sadly, that same thing's going on today. Well, what are the consequences for having an eye of fear and unbelief? This takes you back to Numbers 14, but I'll just show it to you here. You will not see the land. Your carcasses will be wasted in the wilderness, and those who saw with an eye of fear die by the plague. This is a rough time for the children of Israel. They pushed and pushed and pushed to the point where the Lord said, All right, asking you shall receive. You will get what you are asking for. Now, what are the blessings and privileges for having an eye of faith? You live to see and dwell in the promised land. So when it comes to difficult issues of the day, whatever they are, whether they're social, whether they're doctrinal, historical, are we wall watchers or are we grape gatherers? I saw that uh, there's a gentleman by the name of S. Michael Wilcox, a BYU professor, wonderful teacher. He's done a lot of BYU education week. He used this analogy, so I want to give him proper credit for that. But are we wall watchers or are we grape gatherers? Now, again, when it comes to these issues, think of a difficult issue today, whether it's historical, doctrine, or social, whatever it is. There's plenty of them out there. If someone was to focus on the difficulties or assumptions, what would they be? Because automatically we go to those assumptions. We don't always go to what is correct. We go to what we assume. If someone was to focus on the fruits or the blessings, what would they be? Now, I want to give you an example just of one. For example, serving a full-time mission. You know, We saw in this last conference how much President Nelson and others talked about that. Well, if you're a wall watcher, hard work, your friend, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever you are, might get married. You wake up every day early. This is two years. You're going to fall behind in school. There's a foreign land. You got weird food, a hard language. You got a companion all day. You've lost all that freedom. There's no music to listen to. You can't watch TV or movies. There's limited phone use. You have a short haircut. You can't pay for it. And you can go on for days with all of the negative things. Grape gatherers? 
You help others come unto Christ. It's an opportunity to thank God for your many blessings. You grow spiritually. You see the hand of the Lord every day. You become converted. Your faith will increase. You become closer to God. You understand growth through trials. You learn how to be a better human while you're out there. So it just depends on what you are willing to focus on. So with that in mind, Gordon B. Hinckley, the ultimate eternal optimist back in 1995. You look how relevant this is to our day. He said, we see some around us who are indifferent concerning the future of this work, who speak of limitations, who express fears. Again, this is back in 1995. With doubt concerning its past, they have no vision concerning its future. And what happens? We end up jumping ship, which happens all the time, sadly. I invite every one of you, wherever you may be as members of this church, to stand on your feet with a song in your heart, move forward, living the gospel, loving the Lord, and building the kingdom, which we tend to complicate things, which is what I'm going to talk about tomorrow. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.